Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am here with Jill Angie of Not Your Average Runner. Welcome, Jill. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. We are already giggling before. There will probably be a lot of (laughs) laughter. (laughs) Uh, Jill picked me up probably like seven years ago at the airport on the way to an event, and we have been laughing and connecting and growing business together ever since. And she's she's one of my favorite people for who she is, but also I love what she does in the world. So will you tell us what, what your magic is, who you help, all of that? Absolutely. So I help women who have never felt athletic start running so that they can feel confident and fit and just better in their bodies. And honestly, most of the women that I help are women over 40, over 50. I actually, somebody that is 80 years old, just joined one of my programs and often they're plus size women too. So basically the exact opposite that you would think (laughs) of as a typical runner. I help those women start running. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which is so law of attraction. Like if you help them become that thing that they think they can't be, you know, because they're not typical or they don't think they fit that mold, which I love, Mm -hmm. um, is total LOA. One of my favorite Jill Angie quotes is if you run, you're a runner. (laughs) It doesn't get more LOA than that. If you do this, if you have this behavior, you are that person, you are that being. Uh, and I, so I love that. And we're going to talk about that today, as well as some of you don't know, maybe you've heard past interviews way long time ago, but Jill was actually the first person to ever do the future self workshop (laughs) back when it was a, I think I have something I created that will work (laughs) uh, situation. Um, So we're going to catch up and just talk a little bit about that. But first let's talk, talk about if you run, you're a runner. Yeah. Um, Because I I think that there's a belief out there that running has to look a certain way. It has to be a certain speed or you have to finish a 5k in like 20 minutes or (laughs) you have to be you have to look like a gazelle to be considered a, and I'm using air quotes here, a real runner. Um, And also that like, if you stop to walk, then suddenly you're disqualified from being a runner. And so that's just absolutely not true. And that's really what I teach. So if you go out there and you, and you run, walk, run, walk, run, walk, and you cover like three miles, like, boom, you're a runner. It's not because of the pace that you ran or the distance that you went. It's because you did some running. Right. And one of the reasons I, there's so many reasons I wanted to have Jill on and in the next episode, we're going to talk about, you know, being consistent, but one of them is this, sometimes it's easier to hear. You can talk about running and people listening can apply it to manifesting. They might've had the same experience with running, but it's the same with manifesting. Oh, I, I'm not a full manifester because I haven't manifested a mansion yet. 
Well, <laughs> it starts with manifesting maybe a free coffee or, you know, $5 here or a hundred dollars randomly in the mail. And once you do that, you are a manifester. Just like if you do some running, you're a runner. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you've been teaching this a while. Why do you think, like, where do you think that comes from? Just a way of getting in our way? Where, where do I think that the belief that running has to be a certain way for yeah. us to, I mean, I think it comes from a few places. The first is, you know, the media, right? If you, I, I follow the hashtag running on Instagram yes. and it is always, you know, extremely fit looking individuals and they're either sprinting or they're doing like some crazy physical move. And that's like a 10th of a percent of the actual runners that are out there, but you wouldn't know it from looking at social media. So I think, you know, when we, when we see people in the media in magazines, you know, running, we don't, we don't see ourselves. We see these like sort of super Photoshopped versions of humans <laughs> doing this thing. And we think, oh, that must be it. Right. So I think there's part of it. And then I also think that, you know, running isn't easy. It's not like, right. Like, I think it's easy. I teach, I teach people how to make it easy, but you know, when you just think about the physiology of it, right. Like it requires more effort and mm -hmm. intensity from your body. And I think our brains have this little, I don't know if it's some kind of like safety valve that when something becomes physically difficult we have this like, oh, this must be hard. It must be like, like a primitive brain thing that's like tries to keep us from exerting too much energy so that we can conserve energy for stalking saber-toothed tigers and gathering nuts and berries, right? right. And so <laughs> the brain is like, uh, running is like, we're not, we're not being chased and we're not hunting anything. Running is a terrible idea. Let's just come up with a bunch of really crazy excuses not to do it. And then I just also think that we are taught especially women. And I, and I only work with women, but I think women are taught from a young age to criticize themselves and always be looking for the flaws instead of to be looking for the successes. So I think it's like a combination of those three things. Mm -hmm. uh, which I totally, it makes a hundred percent sense. And it can apply to manifesting too, right? Again, only when I have a certain level of success, can I call myself a good manifester? Or can I believe that this works or that I can do it? Right. Yeah. And the same thing with even like whether it stems from, it's an interesting point, whether it stems from women being taught about their bodies or just us being taught, I don't know, that we should be better. It's the same thing, right? We focus on the things that aren't working instead of the things that are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you say that because like of the past, the past 10 years or so, maybe probably more like the past five years ago, I've really watched the criticism in my brain, not just of myself, but about everything around me and how I'm yeah. constantly scanning for flaws and scanning for faults. And I look back and I recognize like, that's how I was raised. I was always raised to be like, you should always be looking for where you can improve and never just appreciating what you've got. Cause appreciating what you've got is like braggy and you know, or all those things. And so like, like I would have an achievement and my mom would be like, well, you could have done a little bit better on that. And so I think like, 
and you know, not faulting my mom, that's how right. she was raised, but I think I internalized that. So I think like, even when I first started doing some of this manifesting work, I remember thinking like, oh, well, here's these other people manifesting $25,000. And all I found was a freaking nickel on the floor of Target, <laughs> right? <laughs> Although my assignment that day, I think I, I can't remember which program I was doing of hers, but I think my assignment that day yeah. was to like go and like and like decide where I'm gonna find the money and then go find it. And I literally was like, all right, I'm gonna find money on the floor in Target. And so then I walked around Target and within like five minutes, I was like, Oh, there's a nickel on the floor. And I was like, Oh my god, I did it. And then I'm like, Oh, but it's only a nickel. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. like I did exactly what I said, but but it's only. Here's all the reasons it's wrong. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so you were doing uh, money, money, money before it was updated to manifest 10K. So that's what it was, Um, which is awesome because you did get better. And I think one of the things that you either trained yourself, I don't know if this came before or as you started doing your own work, but you do the work. Like when you say, I'm going to do, when you said money, 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 you did it. And I remember you would do the assignments. I would see your assignments. It was so fun because we were friends and you're like, yeah. And then you got this, uh, we were talking about it. You reminded me a couple of weeks ago, but it was like, I think it was t-shirts and somehow you manifested. So that wasn't like necessarily, oh, somebody handed you a couple thousand dollars, but you manifested like a new t-shirt supplier, right? Yes. Yeah. That was going to save me like 20% of what I was paying. (laughs) amazing because you had a lot of t-shirts back then. I don't know if you still get as many t-shirts, but it was a significant amount in your business. And so it could just show up. But again, sometimes people miss that. They're like, oh, but nobody wrote me a check. Yeah. But 20% from now until forever, as long as you're doing t-shirts, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was really fun. That was really fun. I like, I think I've manifested a lot of really fun things in my life. Thanks to you. And it's just every time it's just I'm like, oh, well, that was fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so then so we kind of I want to hear before we start this story. Why did you start your business? Um, you know, it's funny. I started my business because I was running away from my career mm-hmm. and my business that I have now doesn't look anything like it did when I started. It's a completely different business model and everything, but I just knew that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Like, I just had this gut feeling like, first of all, I was like, I hated the career that I was in. I always say it was somebody else's dream job uh, because it wasn't a bad job. It was just not for me. Um, But I also was like, I don't want to just find another job. I want to find my calling. And so I became a personal trainer because I thought I need to help people. Like I was on this personal discovery journey over a period of a few years, realizing that, oh, you know, my size of my body doesn't determine my worth. Right. And that like, like I was becoming very aware of like all of the messaging that I had received when I was younger and how damaging it had been to me. And I was just sort of exploring like, Hey, I can be plus size and be an athlete. I can be plus size and be beautiful. I can be plus size and live this amazing life. Like it, I don't have to be ashamed of my body. And I was kind of like, I I need to tell everybody, (laughs) everyone to know about this. Right. And so that was, that's what I decided to do. And I was, you know, running away from my career, but I was also running towards what I felt like was a calling. And 
Yeah. So that's why I started. But, but of course the business I have now is still focused on helping women see that their worth has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with their body size, but you know, the focus and the structure is completely different. Yeah. I love that. And I, I love that you can recognize you were running from something, but that you were also running towards something. Cause so often I think people start coaching or they start their business for the sole reason they're wanting away from something. They haven't found that thing to run towards. And if there's any advice I would give coaches, it's really that like find what you're running towards. And, you know, if you're running away from something like that's okay, but also be running towards something. Yeah. Um, and I love that you're, that's what you're running towards. And I would say for those of you listening, like that was definitely inspiration. Like, ev- like you wanted to tell everyone that they could be plus size and, you know, whatever the and was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then you, you transitioned. And when we met, you were, you had just written a very successful book, um, which is now called Not Your Average Runner, right? Yes, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them. There's a 5k, right? And a 10K <laughs> one. Um, and, and you were at this place in your business where you were, um, you know, getting people to tr- teach them how to run, right. And, and yeah. become runners. And we were at a, an event for, with our business coach. And, um, I just remember like, cause I, I've been there in my life before, right. It was this place where it was like, I don't think it's going to work. Is that how you felt? When I first started, no. When we were in Utah. I'd like, oh, when we were in Utah. Oh, God, when I had the breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that was a messy cry that day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think I never. It's so interesting. I never, ever truly believed it wasn't going to work. Yes. Like overall, my, my overall mm-hmm. belief has always been like, I will figure it out. But sometimes, and in Utah, I would get down in the weeds and I'd be like, nothing's working. I'm failing. What am I going to do? And I would just have this like moment of despair. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? Um, yeah, that was a moment. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what I <laughs> like, love. Our and coach I- <laughs> was like, what am I going to do? Like I was right? sobbing. <laughs> she was like, Whoa, what am I going to do with this? But that was a low point for me, but I think it was like the beginning of the rise. Right. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And I want to point out to everybody who's has those low moments, like it literally made you laugh out loud right now because <laughs> it's not still true. Right. Like it doesn't right. last forever. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's such a great point too, because I was, I was just so upset and, and blocked. And I just felt like everything was falling apart. And now I look back and I'm just like, Oh my God, it's so silly. <laughs> right. So <laughs> right? like, it's almost as if it was just my thoughts in the moment. <laughs> it was yes. causing all of the pain, you know? Yeah. So Absolutely. Funny. Yeah. And so as I'm watching you, I had had these inspirations of, I think I'm going to create this workshop. I think it'll work. I think if we really put a lot of energy, focused, concentrated energy, and I had been learning, like, you know, our brain only takes three days to start changing. And I had had some experiences. So I was starting to put together the workshop. And I said to you, I think this will help. Like, I have no proof because it's, I haven't done it yet. But if you want to do it, you can do it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you said, yes. And I remember I told you how much time and you were like, Oh, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And you were like, Oh, okay. But you did it right. And you committed, um, because you commit, um, do you commit to everything and, and going through with that? 
Um, I, that's a great question. Cause I think there have been goals that I've set to myself for myself that I wasn't committed and guess mm-hmm. what? I failed at them, but mm-hmm. when I commit, I succeed. And so, but I think if it's something that's, you know, super important to me, I recognize like, I can't, I actually, I half-ass everything. And I feel like my half-assery <laughs> is like my superpower because <laughs> I commit to half-assing my way through it. And like, but anyway, that's sort of another story, but yeah, I think like, no, I don't commit to everything like that. And when I don't commit, I don't get the results. And so I've kind of seen, like, if I'm not getting what I want, I'm like, all right, I'm either, I can do one of two things. I can say, I'm done with this. I'm going to give up on it yeah, because I don't want it anymore, or I'm going to go all in. And, and it's got to be like one or the other, because, mm-hmm. you know, without like commitment, without consistency, I, I don't think you can have commitment without consistency. I think like you need both of them to be successful. I totally get that. Um, and so the reason I, I put, I mean, I love having Jill on, but um, I had come across the article. I was actually sharing with the coaches that I'm training about the workshop and how it works. And so Jill did the workshop. We did the workshop for three days. And like, it was really fun, by the way. I remember <laughs> like going into it. I was like, oh my God, this is like going to be a lot of work. And by the end, I was like, this is the best thing ever. So, anyway. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so I remember, um, cause I think it was like double, like you'd sold half of your program. You were pretty much stuck for a couple months. Yeah. Couldn't sell anymore. Like you'd been sending the emails, you've been doing all the things business people tell you. And it's not like we just focused on who you were becoming and who you yeah. wanted to be, which involved who you were helping. And within like a week, you sold out that program. Yes. I remember because the, I think the final exercise that we did was you, we set up like a role play where you were interviewing yes. me and you were pretending you were runner's world and you were interviewing me about my program. And, and I was talking about my future program or my myself after having sold it out. And I remember exactly where I was standing because I was renting office space in Philadelphia and I was standing in this little like phone cube, like thing they had. And it was like right on the corner of the building and it was like all glass windows. And I had this like stunning view of the city oh. And we were just like doing the interview and I just, I like still have such deep memory of that moment. And then Mm -hmm. I think, I don't even think it was a week. I think it was less than a week. Cause I think we got off, we finished that exercise. I sat down, I wrote an email and I think like that email sold out my program. That's because I wrote it from the place of being the person who had just sold out the program. Yes. Blew my mind, blew my mind. (laughs) I was like, wow, maybe she's right about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, which I love. And so for me, like from a business perspective, it was such the, I was like, yeah, I knew it was going to work, but I needed to see it work. And it worked in that way that you had already been doing everything that you'd already done, but you needed to be your future self. And I would say like, if we went back and we found that interview, I think I've looked for it. I don't know if I've located it. Like all of those things are probably true today. Um, Tell us about the, you just kind of got compared to Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was such a fun moment. And I can't, I, now I'm like completely forgetting who it was that said it. Um, It was a running podcast. It was another podcaster. Oh my gosh. It was the doc on the run podcast. Ah. Yes. I was so delighted to be invited to be on that podcast. And that's how he introduced me. He said, I'm about to interview the, the Oprah of running podcasts. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, 
Like it was the best. I don't think I, anybody has ever delighted me as much with a, with a description of the work that I do in the world, the Oprah of running podcasts. I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, that's, I mean, that's who you are. That's who you've become. Like you really stepped into that moment. And I love in the beginning that you said there was no matter what you were going to do it. Because before I shared with you, like there was somebody when you said you would do the workshop, we had to plan it because of how many days out and our schedules, it was a couple months before we could get it. And in the meantime, I had planned to do it for myself and so a friend, somebody in a coaching group had heard I was doing it or I shared it. And they're like, Oh, if you want another Guinea pig, I'll do it with you. And she did. And her commitment wasn't the same. She didn't finish it. She didn't. Um, she, I could see the, the reasons come up that we're probably getting in her business all around, but she didn't finish it. Right. She treated it like a, a, you know, like a free download instead of like a full on workshop. And that's not a judgment. It just is what happened. And as I've watched your two businesses over the last seven years, I don't take responsibility for your success, but I am so glad you didn't quit whether it was the workshop or something else, because I always see these women that you're impacting. And I'm like, what if she wasn't doing this? You know? Yeah. 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 I, and I like every day I have that sort of realization. Cause right now I'm running, um, you know, I, I have like a, a 30 day running class that I do a few times a year and the spring session just started up and they, they literally, you know, Monday they started and it's what's today, Thursday. So it's yeah. been four days and they've all done one or two of their first training runs. And it's just like in my Facebook feed it's just constantly popping up like, oh my God, I did my first run. I'm a runner. I can't believe it. I'm so proud of myself. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. And I get this like feeling of like, yeah, if I, if I had decided that like, oh, I don't know, it's too hard. It probably won't work. I should just go back to working in pharmaceuticals. Like none of these women would be having their first train. And these are women who have been told their whole lives. You're too fat to run. You're too slow. You know, you can't, you can't do it because you have asthma or because you have rheumatoid arthritis or whatever like these, or you're too old, right? These are all women whose brains have switched into, oh, if I run, I'm a runner and they believe it and their lives are changing. And so, and right. It's like, it's thanks to, I mean, Yes, it's thanks to like me and the podcast that I put out then the programs I put out, but it's also thanks to you supporting me and helping me see the vision for my business, right? Like it just kind of keeps rolling forward. So thank you for that. Because I do think that was a turning point in my business, Mm -hmm. that moment that we had, I mean, that whole, that whole weekend. And I still have the journals from all of the scripting that I, that I did. And I shared, I think I shared with um, one of my with one of my clients, one of the journals or something. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I can see it. I can see the day. And a lot of the stuff has come through some in different ways than others, but like, it's not all like exactly the same, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I can see where that came through. I can see where that came through. Um, but I really think that that was a turning point because that, that role play that we did Mm -hmm. of me and my future self being interviewed by you And then writing that email from that place, from that mental space, selling out the program, it like shifted my brain from this will never work to, oh, this is a thing. Right. And like, and I was selling a year long program for, I think, $398. (laughs) I mean, it was insane. It was insane. And now, 
although it's, it's kind of like my pricing has changed and my structure has changed, mm-hmm. but it is blows my mind how my business has blown up. Yes. Um, and I do, I do kind of think that that was sort of a pivotal moment for everything. I love hearing that. I am so, so glad just because I like, I love your people. I've gotten to like do some things at retreats and stuff with them and they're amazing women and everybody yeah. should be able to feel like a runner if they want to run, they should, yeah. you know, we should all do what makes us happy and what makes us feel good without this, like all these other things, right. Telling yeah. us that don't feel good about what makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah. You do you boo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that. And so if anyone you're hearing like this future self interview, that is part of the workshop and it is a pivotal time. And if you've ever done an exercise like that and you feel like I didn't get that result, part of it is because we had been so in Jill's future self before, like everybody always, that is a magic moment. And there's a lot of work um, that goes to get not work, but there's a lot of commitment and energy that goes to make that moment so magical. So if anyone feels like, Oh, I, you know, Jill's saying that I've done an exercise like that before. It might just be that you didn't do the things that make that moment as magical as it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a lot of intensity to the, mm-hmm. you, you gave me a lot of assignments that I was <laughs> right. And I was like writing and really thinking uh-huh. about what do I want my future self to be? And it's so interesting. And so this is just like a little bit of a personal aside, um, I struggled a little bit with writing those scripts because I could not see my, I didn't know how my current husband fit into the scripts. And so I wrote the scripts without him. Mm -hmm. I just sort of was like, left it vague so that maybe he'd be there. Maybe he would. Cause I was just kind of like, I don't know how he fits in Mm -hmm. and guess what? I'm married to somebody else now. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. And yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it, and I did not leave my husband because of those things, but I left him because I was stepping into the version of myself that I, so I've, I've kind of rewritten those scripts and so forth. And now they include my, my current husband, but, um, yeah, like that, like when I went back and read, I reread them recently and I was like, oh, that's right. I didn't write him in and he's not there. Was, I, I felt it was like, kind of like a Marty McFly moment, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> sort of faded out of the picture. He's an amazing human, by the way. Like, yeah. He's a great guy, but um, uh, yeah, that I thought that was very powerful. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So true. And proof you can kind of what you're not sure, but you don't have to be sure about everything um, for those of you who've worked this and you get into that. You don't have to have a push pull or a tug of war about that fact. You can just be you and focus on who your future self is and know that it works out to whoever's going to enter that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, cause I totally manifested my new husband. You did. I mean, that was, that was super fun. (laughs) You need to teach a whole class on like how to, how to manifest a spouse because God. Oh yeah. It's awesome. I have that. I have a book I'm working on for that. I just have to finish it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, Jill's going to be back with me next time. Cause I asked her to get into, we could get into some specifics about how to be more consistent and how to improve that commitment that she was talking about earlier. And first I want you to tell everyone where they can connect with you, tell them about your podcast and you have a workshop coming up. Yes. So, um, 
My podcast is called Not Your Average Runner. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Not Your Average Runner or Facebook at Not Your Average Runner. <laughs> There's that consistency, huh, right? Yeah. Um, and my website is notyouraveragerunner.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do believe in consistency, but I do, uh, yeah, I have a, um, uh, workshop coming up at the end of August and it's called how to become a consistent exerciser. And so if you go to my website, not your um, and just click on the tag workshop in the menu, uh, the sign up page is right there if you're interested, but it's like a half day workshop where we kind of, it's really focused on the excuses that you're making that are blocking you from becoming a consistent exerciser. And it's been a pretty powerful workshop for a lot of, uh, a lot of my clients and they've, they've found that like, Oh, wow. You mean some of the things that I've been saying to myself aren't true and are <laughs> actually optional thoughts. Um, so yeah, so that's been super fun, but you can sign up for that there. Or, um, if you just head over to my website, I also have some free resources there and definitely check out the podcast. Yay. Awesome. We'll be back next time with Jill. Thank you for joining us on the law of attraction, manifesting success stories show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.